Welcome to the Meeple Syrup Show, Designers Discussing Design, and we are on episode 100. That's right. Looking back, looking forward. You might notice there's lots of hosts here or guests or however you want to look at it. Really, it's just a big old party. And so I'm going to do a quick little rundown, say hi. Uh, We'll have people popping on. Um, I even see Stephanie Strassen. Uh, She's coming. And uh, I know Travis Chance is going to pop on, and a few different people. But the first person I want to highlight, just because I know he can't be here for very long, is Dylan Kirk, one of the original three. Uh, Dylan, how are you doing? Doing okay. How are you, man? I, I'm great. Can you, just because we, we you only have, a, uh, I know, a, a couple minutes, and then you must disappear. Can you do a little reminisce? Tell us. Maybe like one of your favorite moments and like just what what the show's been like doing doing for you. Like any any highlights? Dude, it was, uh, I mean, starting it long ago, I don't even think we had an idea where the heck it was going to be going. What, you know, I remember we did a little bit of a reminisce a while back and uh, reminisce about what happened after period and people start. And they started getting inspired by what we were saying. It's like, wow, what? Talking about game design stuff actually gets people excited. The fact that more and more people got involved and, and, and more and more people got interested. Just the fact that it's, it's done so well, that's, that's key right now. I mean, it's amazing to see where we are. Absolutely. No, it's funny. We definitely had no idea what we were doing. We still don't a lot of the time. But thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, we've had some fantastic guests and, and guest hosts. And absolutely. One of, the, one of the highlights for me was when we did crowdfunding, we actually had a sponsor that was a real estate. You want to tell us, tell us about <laughs> a, a specific sponsor we had? Let's just say I have very supportive parents. And they <laughs> decided to get their real estate company to sponsor the show. <laughs> And at the same time, my dad didn't realize that my mother was doing that with this, the show. So he went and supported it in his own name. So it's like their company and my dad both kind of supported the show, which is, you know, nice and a little embarrassing. But that's, that's fine. Nice to have supportive parents. Absolutely. <laughs> that was awesome. We've, de- we've definitely had some great support. We've had uh, some different people along the way, but I got to highlight one of the origin stories. Even pre, pre-Dylan, pre it was uh, really the Nerd Nighters that inspired, inspired this show. We got Ace with us. Ace, tell us a little bit about uh, your run-ins with us and how this whole thing even started. I remember, I remember meeting you at Gen Con, Daryl, and saying, hey, I'm a big fan of what you do. I'm going to do the same thing. And me being like, yes, go for it. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> I fully support that. So, and I'm glad that you guys took a little bit of what we we're doing and moved in a different direction and um, have been very successful with it. So um, you know, I'm always proud. There have been other shows that have started because of what we did and didn't be successful. So, you know, it's good to see you guys be successful. Absolutely. Well, one of the reasons we started, I remember being with Sen and we talked about it. Sen, why don't you tell a little bit of our origin story? 
explain a little bit of uh, why we started doing this crazy thing? Um, well, part of it, part of the origin of this, I guess, is uh, it was this weird sort of cult of personality around gaming that there is uh, where this was a sort of a pushback in a way from my standpoint anyways, of having designers have their faces actually on screen. Um, we hear so much from Tom and we hear so much from, you know, Rado and all the, all the reviewers that they were the ones getting, you know, rushed, literally rushed at conventions to get handshakes and whatnot from people who they, like Tom could be standing next to Vlada or Matt Peacock or, you know, somebody and he, Tom would be getting the handshakes and not the person next to him who designed the game that you absolutely adore. And so I thought that was a little problematic and a little bit of uh, a strange thing that happens in our industry. And so for me, Meeple Syrup came about as an idea to talk about design, but also to get designers some some FaceTime, some recognition. And so that's that's kind of where this came from in my point of view. Hey, Stephanie Straw! Stephanie Straw is here. What's up with that? How are you, Steph? Yeah, I just thought uh, I'm just a scrub that wandered in here. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> Happy Steph, 100th, by the way. Thanks very much. Uh, Steph, you've been involved with us for a long time. Um, what are your favorite thoughts about maple syrup and nerd syrup and all that kind of stuff? And uh, <laughs> what was your favorite experience on the show so far, you think? Um... Well, first of all, I absolutely love doing nerd syrup with Daryl. I don't remember. I think Daryl was the first one that he was just like, hey, do you want to do a preview thing? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I think we just like did it that night on a, it. Whim. It <laughs> <Yeah>. on a <laughs> whim. We just, we did uh, the origins was the first one. We just did. I was like, well, yeah, let's do it right now. Let's just do it. Um, and then we've kind of, um, I think we've, I think we've hit every like big convention kind of since then. Um, but yeah, my favorite thing about meeple syrup is kind of what you were saying, like giving the designers FaceTime because, I mean, I was that person initially. Um, whenever I first started playing board games, I couldn't tell you the names of designers or publishers of designers outside of like Hasbro, Avalon Hill, you know, um, Uwe Rosenberg. Like I knew, you know, some larger, more recognizable ones, but um, I actually didn't know when I first played Acrid Tiri, I didn't know until like after the game that you designed that game, <laughs> you know, because he didn't sit down and teach me the game and go, this is Akrotiri. It's a game for two players designed by Sen, <laughs> you know, he didn't sit down and say that we just played it. And then afterwards he was like, oh, Sen did this. And I was like, I know Sen. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, so yeah, definitely giving designers FaceTime is, it's not like necessary to play board games or anything, but I think it's important for the hobby for us to know who these people are because it's such a cool community where all of the designers are super chill and super cool. Like there's probably a few out there that are not really cool, but I haven't met a lot of those. So <laughs> they're the ones that don't go to the conventions anyways, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's, you're kind of, you're missing out on this like secret world of really cool people. If you don't get to know these designers and publishers and illustrators and developers, even people that like read the rule books and, you know, help proof those. So that's, that's my favorite thing about maple syrup is, is bringing those people to light. They are super important. Hey, Dylan. Who was your favorite guest so far? <laughs> I, I feel like I could answer this question for him. 
But he's on mute. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Suze. You also just about had a, had a, gave birth to something when the video game designer was with us. Do you remember, Dylan? Remember, I remember meeting her in GDC. When yes. She was talking about the psych uh, of the in, within the game. It was, it was absolutely amazing, and I thought that thing from. After I'd spoken to her, the perspective that I had on kind of uh, game psychology and, and her perspective really, really gelled. It was, it was, yeah, exactly. It gave birth to something. Just being able to come together in a in a forum like this with like-minded people who come at things from a completely different different direction. Excellent. To do stuff like. But I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna get out of the way here. There's loads and loads of. Be on a flight early tomorrow morning, so I'd like to thank you for uh, for having me on. But uh, happy to be all out. Awesome, thank you, Dylan. Amazing, Dylan. Before uh, you go, can I just commend that beautiful mustache? Thank you very much. Thank you. Lots of wax. Lots of wax. <laughs> have, a good, have a good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, Dylan. Au revoir. All right, well, another exciting thing along the way, we have Travis with us. Got to give a shout-out for Travis joining us as well. We're going to circle around to him, but we got so many people. I got to first go to Nate. Uh, one of the cool things that that developed on our show is actually Sen started a sideshow. I, I see what you did there. Right? Developed. Develop, uh, right? right? Uh, and uh, uh, the fun thing is that Sen has this dojo going on where he's coming alongside designers, and we're we're hosting that on the Meeple Syrup channel. And Nate has a little announcement of a little sideshow that me and him are going to start doing, and it's going to start next week. Nate, you want to tell a little bit about our sideshow? That's a good name for it, to be honest. <laughs> the two of you clowns. Sideshow. So we should sideshow is actually a pretty good name for what we do. Uh, I think. Uh, doing is probably a little looser structure than most stuff on the Meeple Syrup Network. Uh, I love this show for how tight it is now? on focused topics. <laughs> I love what the dojo is. Uh, yeah, I just announced that you're the Meeple Syrup Network. Great. What? Yeah. That just Three's happened. A, hey, two's a couple of shows. Three's a network. <laughs> I think we'll be talking a little looser. Um, probably more opinion, probably more topical stuff, and uh, a lot of things that have one long conversation so really looking forward to it and uh it's uh, it's gonna be fun what's that i hate opinions yeah yeah travis, <laughs> travis. <laughs> wrong opinions on opinions <laughs> travis is like the meta opinioner nice. i almost got kicked off of lance's show last night for just bitching endlessly <laughs> about the, the golden geek awards nice that, that is not surprising a We're, that you get kicked off or b that you were bitching We'll, we'll have to circle around to your opinion, but before we do, I got to give a shout out. We also have with us Odd Hackwelder. We actually, I feel like we met because of the show. Is that true? Yeah, we did. We like, did. tell tell the story of you connecting with Meeple Syrup. Like, what what's the deal? And now, now, how are we all friends? This is. I, 
I think I found out about the show from Sen posting it. It was like episode 23, I think it was. And I started watching and I, I loved the show. I, I watched the, the episode and then I loved it so much. I went back to episode one and I watched every show and I watched every after show and I've watched every episode of the whole hundred. It's just, I just love it. I love what you guys do and I support it fully. It's a, it's a wonderful show and I've learned so much. Odd has even muled games with me. Do you want to tell, tell the muling story? Yeah, we went to, I went to Essen and saw you at Essen and we, we did the, how many games did we, did we buy? 200, 250. 250. So we, so we walked around for what, three days and just, Bought games and carried them back and forth in the suitcases and stuff. Wait a and minute. We did an episode. We did an episode of Maple Serve from the hotel room. That's right. Those are always fun. Yeah, that was that was fun. Daryl, you borrowed six thousand dollars from me at Essen. You mean to tell me you spent that all on games? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, all on beer. And then that beer got me a lot of games. There you go. <clears throat> so, Travis. Uh, Tell us your favorite meeple syrup uh, memory. I'm scared. <laughs> I to have ask two you this. strong memories. I and they're both are. Um, so so I have. The, there's obviously the you brought me on when I had the my worst Kickstarter up ever while <laughs> while your your Zombicide mini, Black your Plague was up. Your clone Spencer was on the same. Yeah, episode. My, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Germanic hairstyled uh, mini me Spencer was on, and I, I just sort of sat there and listened to Spencer talk and answer questions about that while I, you know, my I was performing CPR on my Kickstarter in the background. Well, while Zombicide was just rolling in the dough. Yeah, I believe that was the first um, verbal altercation I got into with what's the guy's name, Sir Bob? Oh, oh yes. yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good Sir Bob one. is one of our very loyal listeners, so we gotta give a shout out for Sir Bob. Yeah. And definitely Travis and Sir Bob did not get along so well. Yeah, on that particular day. <laughs> no, I, I, I called him out actually on Alaboom. On Alaboom, that's right. The oh, same night. Right, 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 right. right. You're that. not so tough now, are you? <laughs> are, you fr- are you friends now? There. No. I, I'm, very, I'm very fine with having enemies and disliking people, <laughs> and people disliking me. A lot of people aren't, it's but very fine with that. Very. Fine. I've been me long enough to know that that's just a part of my life. So hatred is, you know, you gotta embrace your hate. Let your let your heart feel hate. That's what I'd say. Absolutely. Well, on the hate front, the opposite. <laughs> I you, man. We, I we have Tiffany, my uh, my convention wife, and uh, and former co-host, sometimes substitute as well. How are you doing, and, Tiffany? And kidnapping victim. We kidnapped her once. Yeah, yeah we, that was meeple, great. I need to edit that video. Kidnap. Why don't you tell – actually, tell that story. Um, so it was Origins, what, 2014? And we went to lunch and met up with a bunch of people, including Stephanie. And um, I caught a ride with you guys because I was so tired and my feet were, like, dead. It and you guys were driving. Walk. It was a long walk. To the melt place. Yeah. Um, it, it was amazing grilled cheese sandwiches. So I caught so a ride long. with you guys. So long. 
Sorry, go on. I'm just. I don't remember. I think I think it was like Sen's idea or something. I don't know. It was someone's idea, and I, and they're like, what, yeah, it's just like down the street. Yeah, it's no. down the street. It's the of like ten miles. I think Kirkman was the one that was like, let's just walk. But yeah, let's, uh, let's totally Kirkman. He's not here. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. That makes but, a lot of sense. So I jump in the car with with the Canadians, and they're like, sorry about the mess. We're like packed and ready to leave. We're gonna leave after lunch. We're gonna drive back to to Canada. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so we go to lunch and then we're like, or on the way there, or, or no, then they're going to drive me back to my hotel room. And in the time it took to drive from the restaurant to the hotel room, they were talking about how they're going to drive through the night and how like they were both kind of tired. So they should be able to make it or something like that. And they were like, well, I mean, if we don't have to stop, if we don't have to drop Tiffany off at the hotel, like we can just go now. And I was like, well, I mean, I have my passport. Um, and so what ensued was I got kidnapped by a bunch of Canadians and drove to uh, Daryl's house in Canada. <laughs> and she got to eat a whole bunch of Canadian chocolate. We did. As soon as we crossed the border, we went to a Canadian truck stop and I bought like 70 Canadian dollars worth of candy. Just every candy. every type of candy I'd never heard of, and is Canadian um, chocolate a thing? Is that oh. like is that like, <laughs> a, is that like a coveted <laughs> thing? All I know oh, is ketchup chips and I didn't know that yeah, yeah. chocolate was something. Oh, chocolate's better. Chocolate. The chocolate was better. I I recorded myself eating a lot of the candy, and then I lost some of the footage, and I found it. I need to edit a thing together. Though I will say there was one candy that I ate, and then immediately spit into a trash can. Big jerk. Like. A, and like a guy, yeah, it was so bad. But it's yeah, really nobody, yummy. Nobody but Sen likes that. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't even like it. I warned you. <laughs> I had to try it. I had to try it. You did. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. If you ever had the chance in in our can in Canada, go check out the the candy selection. There's one called Coffee Crisp. Love Coffee Crisp. Um, basically, any of the chocolates that have coffee in them are amazing. So yeah. <laughs> Cool. I think that one someone gave one of you guys gave me a coffee crisp. That is very I gave good. You a coffee crisp. I ba yeah, when I, I go down to conventions. So. I I usually buy a, a big box of chocolate to bring yeah. down. I'm actually yeah. I'm actually known by Ryan Ryan Bruns from Mayday. Their his kids know me as the Kinder guy because I, <laughs> I I smuggle Kinder eggs to him, and then and then now it's just a question of will he see the Kinder guy. For yes. every show, so is the is the candy different because they sweeten it with maple syrup? Yes. Oh, that's the trick. That's Ooh. that. That's got to be it. Right? No Swiss chalet. I think. Sauce. I think it's Swiss chalet I sauce. That's right. That they have different regulations in regards to what's considered food and what isn't. In we, we, we may have higher standards. Yeah, like, like honestly, aren't, aren't all we eat, right? So I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Travis, so did you have the Swiss chalet chips? Oh my god! So. As you know, Eric Lang is like a foodie, so he took us on this wild whirlwind food tourism thing in Toronto, and the last thing we did when we left and we went to your base camp was he's like, have you guys ever eaten a Swiss chalet? And like every, can, the Canadians in the car just went, Ugh. and then and then <laughs> the Americans were like, I don't know what that is. So we pulled over and we ate at this place, and I must have eaten like seven of those little, I just kept grabbing things to it's dip so in it. Because all it food became was a vehicle for more chalet sauce. Absolutely. <laughs> and Absolutely. Amber Cook said, my body is not registering this as any sort of familiar taste or substance, which I thought was amazing. 
It was a totally foreign totally liquid. True. It's its own it's its own liquid. Melina we Melina went to Pack South with us and she she brought me like the powdered make your Swiss chalet sauce at home packet. Yeah, yeah it's good this, stuff. This stuff right here? You have it? Oh, right, of course I have it. I'm Canadian. Jesus. I get born, they hand my mom some of this and we're good. Yeah. You get like, like a Costco sized box when you're born. It was like it's <laughs> right? like heroin. <laughs> that's cool so you get like an adventurer's pack in canada when you're born yeah, yeah. pretty much yep, cool. yep, yep. hey what in would healthcare. be what would be in your like board game designer survival kit what would, what would be in that as no just as a human being oh, human. <laughs> wait are canadians not human beings <laughs> no i'm including everyone let's not get political guys let's not <laughs> If you stand within 10 feet of Daryl, a game is being signed or bought from so, Daryl so by Daryl. So Daryl is your survival. Daryl is your like, has his own publisher gravitational field. It's like if you throw your prototype at Daryl, it'll just start orbiting him until it becomes mass produced. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. That's the dream. That's the if dream. If it orbits for long yeah. enough, he becomes a co-designer. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. That that is very true. That is very true. That is kind of how it works. Um, <laughs> so in our publisher design, in our game design survival kit, uh, I was talking with somebody today with Gabe uh, Barnett from the Game Design Lab about that, and I just said uh, paper and a pencil and scissors. That's it. You got that? You can make a game pretty much, right? So sleeves. What? You gotta have sleeves, man. Yeah, well, sleeves. Well, I, li I like sleeves, but I mean, they're not necessarily and necessary. The more, I need dice. Sleeves, yeah, you dice. Get... You would need some dice. I can paper craft dice. I'm oh, about, well, what about like, and, and, I would and, take like, a carcassone. I'd take oh. a carcassone so that I got a score track, because I use that score track for like every game. I thought you were said you wanted to bring a carcass with you. <laughs> a carcass. <laughs> if you were Jim Pinto, you might want to bring a carcass. That was my other memory I was going to I knew. That's what I was going to lead into that. With Cartus. You set me up. I did. You knocked it down, buddy. We should make a Sen and Travis show to compete against the Daryl and Nate show. No, not ever since you got mad at me. Ever since you got angry at me. Okay, look. I, was, I like I was this. mad at you. I, 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 I was not mad. You were mad at me. This is a bizarre world because Travis and Sen have a fight now, and me and Travis get along great. No, I've never not. fought. Listen, I've never fought with Tiffany. I've never fought with Nate. I've never fought with Ace. I've never fought with Odd. Yeah. Stephanie, have we fought? I feel like we've gotten into it. We've gotten <laughs> aggro on each other. At some Listen, point. Trev, we've never fought because I've never held you to actually appearing on the show. Oh. Every time we schedule we, you, you back out and somebody else shows. Oh, up. There was that, that's only once. There was that one time, but that was, not a, that was not a fight. That was not a fight. That was a what's going on in this situation. No, I think I think our fight was like I texted you and you were busy and you didn't reply and I got I know, and then I called you and told you that I loved you. Yeah. Oh, well, so that was but that I call that a fight. So Yeah, that was a, that was like a short-term breakup. If I feel anything, it's a fight. <laughs> Cuz normally you, you don't feel anything. He yeah. does not feel. What's up with this statue of Nate? I don't he's not moving at all. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just blinked. He just blinked. He just blinked. Wait, guys, wait. No, he blinked again. Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. He's the professional so poker player. I'm quite it's stoic. That's his, are, that's his poo game. You know, yeah. you look kind of Leonidas like today. So, Ace, you know why I didn't come on, right? Because my boss was in town. I was going to PAX the next day, and I had been sick for six weeks straight. And I was like, I'm just going to die. 
Like, I'm going to die. So that's why I canceled. But you got to talk to Daniel Solis, and he's like twice the man I am. Yeah. With Barton Fink hair. Oh, that's true. He does have Barton Fink hair. <laughs> Jesse is now calling me out because I held up gravy instead of chalet sauce. I grabbed the wrong pouch, but there's great there's chalet sauce back there. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, ten out of ten. Travis would bathe in gravy. What do you think about that, Travis? Yeah, I mean, have you seen? I like I a year ago I was down like thirty pounds. Yeah. I'm way down to bathe in gravy right now. New Travis, new and improved, bad, awful health Travis is down to bathe in gravy. <laughs> okay, that's good. I'd prefer to take a uh, shower. Episode, get the gravy. Yeah. How, could could that come out of a shower head? Uh, prob- I mean. You could can, put it in the shower head. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean. Steph what, Steph, what would the fluid dynamics be on <laughs> yeah. pushing gravy through you, those you, pipes? You would, I mean, you would need potentially a lot of PSI and, you know, the output would have to be big enough, but you could do it. You could do it. Which hotel has the best PSI at conventions so that we can make this happen? That's a good question. Can we start? Well, no, you can't have too, you can't have too much, you can't build up too much pressure without the gravy being able to escape because that's not good either. So just high pressure isn't good, but. That's a good idea for an escape room. You go in and it's like themed. You know, and like it's, it's a shower head with gravy that explodes. It's just, no, it's themed like science fiction. You're like, this is cool. And then the room slowly fills up with gravy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing. That's it. It's a big joke. Yeah, there should be a trolling escape room, like one that you just can't win, and it just fills with gravy at the end of the hour. That would be oh, so bad. Oh, we got, we got another special guest on. Hey, one, hey, one of the very early different. episodes. Hi. How you doing, Evan? Where's Jesse? Where's Jesse? Jesse's in the chat. Jesse's in the chat. Boyfriend Jesse. You can join in. One second. Hold on. Talk so, to Evan. I'll get Jesse. Where's Jesse? All right. So how are you doing, Evan? It's been a been a little while. What 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 are you working on these days? Oh, I'm working on so much. Apart apart from my family and my day job and uh, buying a house and all of that stuff. So, uh, but I also have three or four projects that. I was just gonna say, and right I now. want I want games from you. I want I, I want to play your I games. Have I have them. I make them. <laughs> uh, we're working on an expansion for Saloon Tycoon right now. We have Ooh. a couple of other solo projects. We just sent off the files to the manufacturer for. Hostage Negotiator Crime Wave, which is our follow-up to nice. our nice, award-winning nice, nice. game. Hostage you know what would be a really good follow-up to Sal- Saloon Tycoon? Would be one with like a moon. A moon. <laughs> Wait, maybe with a moon. there would be a moon animals. tycoon. Would a moon. Animals on the moon. Yeah, animals. Like zookeeper kind what do you, of. What do, you, what do you think of that? Odd? Good yeah. idea? Good idea. <laughs> Something was in orbit around Daryl. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. I want a multiplayer variation for Hostile Negotiator. Since all these games add in solo variants after the fact, I want an after-the-fact multiplayer variant for Hostile Negotiator. Yeah. Hostage Hostage Negotiator was like when my wife was pregnant and I wasn't allowed to go anywhere or do anything because we were constantly worried the baby was coming. I would just sit on the floor playing Hostage Negotiator but I feel like every time I play a solo game, I always do that thing where like something bad will happen. I'll go, no, nah, that die was cocked. And then I'll reroll it to try to get the thing. <laughs> is that a I, I thought you were that the commentary on having to sit and not be able to go anywhere? 
Yeah. I thought you were about to liken the situation with your wife being pregnant yeah. as you being like. <laughs> I should probably. Oh, he was, he was, was the greatest move the, ever. The prefacing of that came up. Massey. My wife had a very hard pregnancy, and it was like the baby came like weeks and weeks after it was supposed to. So there was a time period where we were just kind of sitting there waiting. So during that period, I played hostage negotiator. You know what would have made that better? That period would have been made better by more Swiss Chalet gravy. Yep, sure. yeah, it would. <laughs> Absolutely. Travis, could we use that as an official endorsement on uh, the next production run of our box? Yeah. <laughs> my wife, thanks to hostage negotiator, my wife didn't leave me. That's the tagline. That's the seller. Yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's the pull quote. Save the hostages. Save your marriage. Save your <laughs> marriage. Absolutely. I got to give a shout out just a quick. Uh, David Tomei can't be on with us right now. Uh, but big thanks to David for always being a great supporter of our show. He also helps with the audio. Um, also, I wanted to give a shout out for the Bearded Meeple, Tyler. He can't be here as well. Both of them are at work. But they wanted to say hi and say, you know, Thanks uh, for including them in the show. They love being involved. Yeah. Uh, and we have a, another pop-in. We got Jesse here. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm good. Hi. How you doing, bud? All good. Right. I made the mistake of turning up in chat. <laughs> That's okay. So uh, how, how's, how's everything going in terms of the, you know, the writing? Is that going today, or are you just designing stuff? Oh, no. I had a, I had a good dissertation writing morning, and so I get to you know, relax by hanging out on the show and eating pizza. Good. Jesse, so, uh, you're supposed to be fixing games that I'm too good to work on myself. Uh-huh, yeah. That's on the schedule for tonight, Travis. I yeah, apparently, apparently I have to supply him with seven different colors of cubes, Travis. Uh, no, it, it's six. Oh, no, seven, I guess, if you count the negative ones, yeah. Uh, okay, well. And okay. A, if you have a leopard print pouch, that works well for holding them. I leopard print specifically? Don't. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> So you, so you need a bag, Jesse. Is that what you're saying? You need a bag tonight? No, I got one. Okay. Yeah. Just you need the cubes. Okay, bags and cubes. That's right. Bags and cubes. Um, so, hey, Jess, you've watched the show a little bit every now and then. Uh, what has been your favorite memory from He's even hosted. Show? Yeah, I know. Have I? Yeah. Jesse, you hosted the first episode I was on. Yeah. I most, think I most hosts, like, black out, I think, after they do it. So <laughs> it's common. Probably true. Probably true. <laughs> Yeah. So, Jess, what was your favorite memory of the show so far? Oh gosh, put me on the spot. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's for me. It's been fun, just sort of like running on along the side of it. I'm not always here, not always hanging out. Someone is. Tra tra Travis thinks it's meeting him, but Travis, you're not that special. Um, <laughs> wow. And, uh, <laughs> I got cold quick. Yeah. For a guy that's five foot four, you sure talk a big game. Hey, hey, man! You were talking about earlier how you get into fights with everybody. You haven't gotten into a fight with me yet. I just want my—I want my piece of the pie. Um, that's how, that's how you know you're friends with Trav, though. Yeah, yeah it's kind of fun trying to. Wow, we are besties. <laughs> the meaner I am, the more I love you. That's how it works. This sounds like some real codependent stuff going on, guys. <laughs> it sort of is. It sort of is. Uh. Yeah, so I don't know. It's 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 just been fun to see to see the whole show start from just you know you and Daryl trying to do something cute on 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 live YouTube uh, to get to this a hundred episodes later. I mean, I was there with the the first dry 
quiet behind the scenes run tech test to to see how things were going to work tech out. Test, totally. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> that was funny. Good times, good times. So that's cool. Um, we have a lot of people who watch on the regular. We have people who watch on the feed and who participate in our YouTube chat. We have people who watch later, who listen to Dave's audio rips of the show. So it's all great. So just like to thank everybody who's out there watching right now. So Michael, uh, Michael Chang, John Meitling. Who else is there? I think there's, an, oh, that's Nate Murray. He doesn't count. Um, but there's uh, Jamie, Jamie Boucher is on right now. Michael Murray is watching. So lots of people are watching and helping us because what they do is they ask questions on the feed, which will then reiterate to our guests. And that's great. Actually, right now, I think there's a couple questions from John that are pretty cool. So he's saying, um, what is the question that I wanted? There's a question other than, oh, um, besides a certain person preparing to medicate on air, what was the weirdest thing that happened on oh, air? Man. Other than I, that one. I, well, I got to give a shout out. You, you can't, you can't throw that out there and then not Larry, <laughs> Larry Rosnia walks away, comes back, knocks the camera. So it goes face down and lo and behold is his entire stash. <laughs> and uh, he proceeds to ro roll himself some product. That was awesome, and that was with Patrick Nickel and Patrick Nickel. Like I like ibuprofen or like yeah, like, yeah. yeah. ibuprofen. Yeah. It was a stash. I roll sure. my own ibuprofen. You roll yourself a big old ibuprofen. Oh yeah. So people, you got to go back and look. Larry, Larry, for sure, that was hilarious. I'm trying to. For me, the weirdest one was actually I was in Switzerland, and I tried. I was trying to do it live and it was the middle of the night and I started to do it in my room and the person next to me started pounding on the wall. So I went oh, out, yeah. so I went out to the balcony and then they came out on the balcony and started yelling at me during the show. And then they got like the front desk to come up and I just, I don't even know if I finished the episode. I don't remember. I don't remember. Happened. I think you might've went downstairs for the next one. Yeah. Anyways, the, yeah. Then when I, once I was in, in uh, Rome, I did it from the lobby that whole trip was just because like. That's what Roman are you just? Are you not allowed to like talk? In your hotel <laughs> I don't understand. It was so bizarre. But it is Daryl. He's kind of loud. No, I he's not. Like... He's he's low and bassy, but that's dulcet and soothing. Oh, I don't right? that, 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 that transduces through the walls. Yeah, my voice right? never goes high. Rumbly, I don't rumbly, understand. Rumbly, rumbly. Low frequency noise carries better than high frequency. Exactly, which is why yeah. I hear things underwater. Uh, Evan actually is the. Kind of, I'm gonna give Evan credit for being the uh, the person who remembered not to make a five player only game because <laughs> he's kind of a slacker in that regard. That's right, but, I'm a slacker. Yeah, but slacker. Evan was the only one who remembered to play the let's read out our ones from BGG. Game. Oh, that was an awesome episode. I that, love that. That was, that was my favorite episodes. That was my favorite memory, too. We should do that again sometime. I'm we, sure we have a lot more ones. I was now. just going to say, I got a lot more ones. I got lots more material for you. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, if you ever watch like mean tweets uh, that Jimmy Fallon or whoever does, who else was doing it? I, uh, Kimmel. Uh, they read mean tweets from you know, fans to movie stars or whatever. And so we decided to get a bunch of the one ratings and the comments and have like Stephen Glenn read out uh, one ratings from Balloon Cup or whatever. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So they were good because Stephen was not impressed. 
And no, it makes he, it even better because it's Steven, so that's always fun. Yeah. He had the best one. He did. <laughs> he totally did. <laughs> totally did. <laughs> totally did. Uh, and John's also asking, you know, what is the uh, one piece of advice that was given by other designers that we've liked when they've given it, that we've heard? Daryl, what did, what did well, you particularly like? What I, stuck with you the actually, one, one moment that I thought was really <clears throat> interesting. We had Eric Lang and Matt Leacock. First of all, that's just awesome. And then second of all, it was hilarious that they answered the same question in absolutely opposite ways. So one one of the questions that was asked is if you hit like a wall in your design, what do you do? And uh, Eric's comment was, I cut the heart out of the game and throw it away and then keep working. And Matt Leacock's answer was, I cut everything but the heart of the game away and then keep working. And they had kind of their reasons for why they did that, but I thought that was fascinating. Just yeah. you know, these two kind of huge, great, talented designers using opposite approaches when you reach a kind of a brick wall. Yeah, and I guess it just goes to show you that there's no one right way, right? So that's that's cool. The two things that stick in my mind. So there's two. One is uh, our good friend Kevin Wilson's. Uh, so we were asking him about working with IPs, and this was way back when I didn't do a lot of IP work, and he said. You know, don't let the IP be a stop sign. Let it be a guidepost. And so I, I live by that now. It's like, okay, I get that. And then the other one was Michael Coe of Gamelin Games. We've been asking about, you know, so what happens when you get really negative feedback on a Kickstarter? Because, you know, Kickstarter allows people to give you directly their <laughs> unfiltered thoughts, right? And so he said, you know... Every complaint is just an opportunity to show people how awesome my company is. And I took that really to heart and said, yeah, that's a really good positive way to look at it. And so, you know, I think with, in this age of social media where we can just spit out all these, you know, pretty negative feelings about things that people actually have invested beliefs in that uh, being able to switch the, you know, flip the script a little bit is nice. Hey, Nate. What is what's Indiegogo's policy on you know filtering messages from backers and whatnot? On filtering what? Messages from backers. They get to oh, delete. You can delete them. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> the best thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> backer syndrome can be solved on Indiegogo. Just delete them. So um, you can also refund if you find you you have a toxic backer. Just refund their pledge and say, hey, thank you very much. But, you know, the campaign's going in another way. What's the difference between Indiegogo and Kickstarter when you encounter the Toxic Avenger? <laughs> the Toxic Avenger in particular? Yeah, like very specifically. Uh, we, we are, we are pro-Toxic Avenger, and we grab our mops and side with him. Good. That's good to know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that and the good gravy showerhead. Yes. Good gravy shower head coming to you this, no, this yeah. I'm, no, I'm filling out my Indiegogo designer creator page right That's now. That's right. Do it. Do it. I, I can tell you, wait, was anyone, none of you were there. It is easy enough to uh, get an Indiegogo doing that you, going that you can do it from your phone. We launched one at uh, PAX South, actually. Oh, we cool. launched a charity function just cool. as a, a little demo. Start a campaign project. Go. Good gravy by Stephanie. I know a piece of advice that uh, 
couple. I don't know. Maybe Travis did it, or I know Eric did. It's about uh, game conventions. Um, not to bring a hundred prototypes with you. But you don't follow that advice, dude. I've been with no, you. But I, but I, <laughs> I, I do better than the first time. When I first went to Essen, I had my big box with like. 50 prototypes big, in it. Big box is not ex- explanation enough. Not only does he have like 50 card games because he is a mad scientist, but he also put them in this like beautiful, heavy, <laughs> custom wooden briefcase. So it, was, it took two people to carry it. Wait, I a, have wooden, it. a wooden briefcase? It was Can crazy. Brief? I have it. I have it. Even be in that? Oh, Look, hey, there it is. Hold on, hold on. No, that's a chest. That's an adventurous chest. You find that in dungeons. Like dragons are guarding that. <laughs> All you need is like thing? some, like a handcuff. You can, be like you a, can, a wooden spy. You can fit, yeah, at least like fifty games in this thing. Those yeah. are all. Those are each games. Every elastic band. You can yeah, all those games. are just cards. He just printed cards. No, no, I've seen them. I will. It's a fun game. If you're with him, you just like point at one and say, "Teach me that game," and then he just. Tells you some crazy story about ninjas or... <laughs> Actually, coming up uh, tomorrow, I'm designing my 38th game for the 24-hour design game uh, contest on uh, BGG. So consistently, I've done one every month since 2014. So I, it'll be my 38th game that I've done. You and Daryl ought, ought to do a thing where you guys... You know how like, there's kids magicians at birthday parties? <laughs> <laughs> You just pull a game that you just started working on five minutes ago out of your sleeve and show everyone. And then, you know, Daryl could be your sexy assistant. <laughs> no that, problem. That has, that has potential. <laughs> Not sure how much, but there's. Some. I'm gonna try and I, my my new plan is to try and just have Jesse. T- I take all my ideas and then just have Jesse take my ramblings and turn them into a game, and then get my name on the box. That's actually what Jesse's good at. I know. I love Jesse. I, I, I kind of, I, it's a weird world where Jesse is this angry little Canadian man that <laughs> I've only met in person once and yet I have all this adoration and love for him. Angry? Have you never actually not angry? That was one of my favorite shows was with the one that I was on with Jesse. He was very nice and pleasant. He said to my brand new employer at Gen Con when we were going over a game he and I worked on together, I said something. He's like, wow. You think you're pretty important, don't you? <laughs> you just like way to knock that doesn't, that off. That doesn't, sound, that, that doesn't sound angry. You said that to other <laughs> Travis. That's awesome. He's surly. Maybe surly is the right word. <laughs> I just speak the truth. I can't help if it's sharp or painful <laughs> for you to engage with. <laughs> Come on, Jesse. You have at least two ideas of mine. What's that? Said that to other Travis, not you, Travis. Yeah. Okay, because it could have gone either way. That would have been a. He said it. He said that to Travis Travis Worthington while we were playing a game we worked on. He probably doesn't even remember saying it. Gen Con is a blur for me. (laughs) Gen Con is a blur for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't feel special, Jess. I don't. (laughs) Hey, Evan. Mm, Yes. Yes. What is uh, where you are you staying in the area? Are you buying a house somewhere else? No, I'm staying here. I'm just moving out of. Uh, the city I'm currently in, which costs as much as living in California. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you're doing that, then why don't you just move to California, right? Mate? Right, exactly. So I'm just moving 20 minutes south of here. It's all right. That's all good. That's all good. 
Will Will we see you at Gathering, Evan? You will. Oh, I will good. be there with bells on. Are you going to be there? Oh, yeah. And Stephanie's coming. It's oh, my wow. first time. It's going to be a red badge. Oh, oh. boy. Does that mean it actually wait, wait, wait. Do you get a special badge that yeah. didn't? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, everyone. It's the best. I everyone wish, freaks okay. you I wish really I was nicely. a red badge. Really? I Being a oh, red so badge is awesome. So I should just color it red every year. That I have my red badge still, and I try that every so often. But they that's catch, so cute because it's, it's a red badge of courage. That's it's, so adorable. Yeah, it's nice. The best, the best, the best maneuver is during the market on the Saturday. No matter what, you just lowball everybody, and because you're a red badge, they say yes. Oh, I I got so many games my first year. It was so good. <laughs> red badge is also getting the best day of hookups I got for you. I feel like maybe let's try and help Nate get a red badge sometime, huh? I'm working yeah. on it. I'm working on it. Okay. We've, actually, we've actually put that through. We Appreciate have, you guys. But it's up to, you know, powers that be, right? So whatever. I'm, ob- no, I'm obligating is. all of you to vote me up. This year I had five people vote me up, and I still didn't make it. Hmm. What One of, one of the tricks, cool right? one of the unofficial tricks that I have heard is that you actually ask super last minute. And then if there's just space. That's how I got in. I, 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 did, I will say I did get in last minute. I had to pay more because it's after early sure. registration. So I had to sure, pay sure. more. You got to pay more. You might, you might not even stay in the same hotel now. I've heard, I've heard from a bunch well, of people. Well, I'm staying with somebody. Different. And actually, I'm going to be there for the whole time now. I was originally not, but I'm going to oh, be there for the whole time now. Oh, yay. Yes. That's a cool. M- Melina yeah. made it in this year, too. Really? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Because awesome. she's Canadian. They're just, they're just oh. letting anybody in now. Wow. I love that you call her Melina because so a lot of people call her Mina because she does Mina's cardboard. But I asked her that. I said, "So you put on your badge Melina, but people call you Mina because of your blog. Why do you, why do you go by Mina?" And she said, "People don't pronounce it correctly, so I just try and make it easy." Isn't that sad? Uh, that's she's sad. Like, Change no. Name. no, I'm like, I'm like, no, make Stand them pronounce your, your name, name correctly. Make people yeah. say it right. Make them say it correctly. But she's made a name for herself under Mina's cardboard. So true, true. It's, cute. it's a cute little pen name yeah. now. So. Any, anybody who has not checked that out, she does amazing, amazing yeah, photos awesome. and writing. And her makeup is awesome. So there you go. And then she matches. She makes a rock. So yeah, yeah. I mean she's that's gone, sort of the. I was. That's like the small part of what Super she does. Small. She does these amazing blogs. She, oh yeah. She gobbles through games too. Like I don't know how she does all those. I don't like, either. Where does she get all these games? All these games, and how does she have the time to play them all? That's the incredible part. <laughs> she plays games more than anyone I know. I talked to yeah. her frequently. She she she's gone to a few cons with us. She's going to be with us at PAX East, and she's going to be with us a few other times this summer. And um, yeah, man, she she really. She has a very good insight into gaming, like extremely good. She knows games very well. She knows how to play. She's cutthroat as hell when she plays, man. She plays to win. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I like that. I actually have never got to play a game with her, so now I, I'm I like ga- gathering. I well, we'll see her at Breakout Con too, right? So. Oh, yes. A little shout out for Breakout Con. I will be moderating Sen and Eric and Tim and Pam and I don't know who else on how to break into the industry of games. Like break in like as like a burglar? Yes. Yeah. You're going to break in and break out. Yeah. How are you going to break in at break out? You got it. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so 
Uh, let's see. There's other questions coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. Sir Bob is in the chat, by the way, Travis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm just I'm just waiting for a little a little uh, fight in 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 the comment sections <laughs> wow. to break out. Too important to waste my time on that. Oh, <laughs> and it begins. There we go. Shots <laughs> fired. Shot 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 shot. I called someone out on a on Alaboom last night that did a review of a game of ours. They played it wrong and then felt compelled to write a scathing review of it. I love oh, when people play a game wrong thing. and then and, review and, it. And then, and then, like, this game was nominated so for multiple Golden Geeks, and Aldi was on Alaboom and was going through all the Golden Geeks, and, and this individual, like, kind of rolled their eyes whenever the name of said game came up. And then I go, hey, are you the person that this? And she's like, who? Yeah. And then I'm like, why? And I'm like, oh, nothing. Just like, you know, I tend to not play games in the – incorrectly and then write a review about it 24 hours later <laughs> maybe that's just me or just, half just a game you, just you. it's super obvious the reviewer played half of the game yeah well that's oh, most people right i mean like there's games now where they're popular and people haven't even played them yet they're just i like yeah. the idea of it my my still my favorite bad review i got was when someone was filming and they said oh but there are variants in the back that oh solve the problems i was just complaining about anyways and then they ended their video i was like oh that's nice you just ripped my game and then read the rules <laughs> rip rip game yeah it's tough. i'd like um, travis to read bad reviews of his games i feel like that would oh, be really yeah that would I, be i, I think we, I think we get, with like we, with like and everybody and hurts Playing in the background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, with Michael Stipe giving me a shoulder rub, telling me everything's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Or, Patrick, everyth- or Patrick every- Nickel. Everybody hurts yeah. playing in the background. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. That could be. That could be epic entertainment. I actually like. I really like crazy bad reviews. Like when a person really doesn't know what they're talking about. That's why ones are the best. And so it- what? You should highlight those. Like, uh, I guess Evil Genius did that, right? On their expansion for that game that, you know, the kerfluffle at BGGCon where it was voted and all that. So in their next, obviously they got a bunch of reviews from that because they were like, they made it on the, uh, the, like, BGG hotness or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But their next game, they put all the bad reviews just on the outside of the box. Just put it it out there. My favorite favorite one of... To this day is on my very first game, and this is admittedly back when I was much more sensitive and prone to getting butt hurt. Rated a one, Heroes Wanted. This is the worst cooperative game I've ever played. <laughs> Not a cooperative game. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's like, this sushi doesn't taste like Mexican food at all! Just a really weird observation for someone to make. Yeah, it's not, I mean, there, yeah, like, there's an element that you're all against, so, but it's not really cooperative, but yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's weird. Things got awkward because Stephanie wrote that review. Yeah. No, I didn't, yeah, no, I didn't. I did not do that. <laughs> no, she just didn't answer my text message immediately, so then I got, I thought something was wrong. Did you te- did you t- did you text me? I don't have my phone. Uh, I think he sent a search party for you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was like, she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> Amber straw. <laughs> oh, Ryan! Ryan's 
uh, Scoon is saying he got yelled at for playing Heroes Wanted cooperatively during one of the early playtests. Is yeah, that true? Ryan Scoon deserves to be yelled at for lots of things, and that is the least of his worries. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is probably the person I am the meanest to. Well, he was commenting that he was very happy to see you picking on Sir Bob. <laughs> just, Ryan, just as a break. Ryan is like Ryan is like if the, if I was in a fighting movie and there was like a montage where it showed me training punching something like he would be suspended from a chain and I would just be punching him repeatedly. Wow. But he takes it. He's just like a sponge for my abuse and because he can take it so willingly, I feel the need to dole it out like and more lethally. We have a very interesting You're like what what's going to break Ryan? Nothing. It's yeah, like please, he has no self-esteem. I, I can't show. find the cord of the guy. <laughs> someday. Someday or you will it. get a single tear from him. I love it's him. Insaleable, insaleable I love him, ego. but I, if something bad happened to him, I might laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys, you know, Travis, there's therapy for that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel completely <laughs> fine feeling this way. On the note of hate, I just want to give it a little shout out to Isaac for this beautiful hat. <laughs> Thank you. Isaac Shalev gave me this beautiful hat on Monday. <coughs> and I just want to say thank you. I'm I'm very I'm very thankful. I wish it was more orange. Well, yeah. he did say he he didn't feel like he could rock the orange, so that might have been partially why he gave it to me. But I'll he take pretty anti Trump. It's like it's like anyone. maple syrup, maple syrup colors. Right? Oh yeah. crap, I'm not wearing my hat, so I'm a hat facial hair glasses guy with you and Nate again. Yep. <laughs> you're out. You're out of the car. I think Sin has more facial hair than me, so uh not possible. <laughs> Glasses. He doesn't he does not see Asian. No. That's what Travis is saying. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Uh Steph, when uh you weren't here and Tiff wasn't here, I was very lonely because it was seriously all bearded men. Mm-hmm. And I and I just I was like Steph, get here soon so I can talk about non-beard products. <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking about my beautiful. Uh, oh, you can show little, it again. A little spearhead shout out to my local barber who makes wonderful beard oil. Makes right. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, out of his own beard, he just wrings it out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, what, no, is oh, no. is what is beard That's oil awful. made from? I don't know if I want to know. I don't know. From beards. from beards, I guess. It's that, it's that and, the, beard. and the tear and the tears of meeples. Yes. Ghosts. So Jesse, that 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 guy is in Waterloo, right, Daryl? Yeah, he has he has his own uh, place, Spearheads in Waterloo. If it anyone's is, looking for a wonderful barber shop, is that where you went to get that really nice barber job done that one time? That's right. The picture. That's that's my guy that makes me look dapper. Yeah, because you looked really good. And I'm saying that because you don't normally look that good. Is what I'm saying. I understand. I I understand. Particularly attractive or anything. When I when I gotta work my game, I know how. Yeah, there you go. Jesse, next time you're in Waterloo, go check out that place and get some beard oil. Uh, mm, mm. You're not an oil guy. Mm. I was just gonna say, doesn't Jesse already have his own Waterloo? Haircutting source. He does. Yeah. He there like on a monthly basis. I was just gonna say the best haircutters are always in Waterloo. Hmm. Why is, is it that? Normal? Yo, is shout it out normal? to my man Alan down the street in Normal Heights. <laughs> <laughs> Barber shout out, Alan at Goodfellas. You the man. <laughs> Who would have thought barbershop talk would have made it on right. this all white panel? Is that the name of our new show, Daryl? Barbershop talk. That'd be a good show. Oh, no, uh, Nate. How about if it's called Barbers and Beefcakes? 
Yeah. See what I did? Yes. There? Yes. That's probably Brutus what it's called now. He's dead. They die young, man. So many of them. Wrestlers. We're talking about wrestling now. At least something I can talk about. So, something that Nate would want to draft. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, I can pull up the draft for that. Absolutely. Best dead wrestlers? Uh, no, we did a uh, best wrestling team draft at PAX South. Our other show, uh, Draft Something, is uh, with JR Honeycutt, Matt Fantastic, and Josh Codenames. Yeah. Josh Codenames. I think he lost his name. last name. I like that. Yeah. 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 I will. I will say that I woke up in New York on Monday. I woke up and I saw Josh asleep in my room, and I was like, "I don't remember this happening, but cool." Yeah, and you, and you were you were cuddling a box of code names. I will definitely admit I was cuddling a box of code names. The other yeah. thing, this wasn't the first time for that. Uh, when I was in Nuremberg. I woke up, I came out of my room, and in the living room was a stack of codename boxes. And I was like, that's weird. I asked the, I was staying at the Airbnb, and I asked the, the owner, like, why do you have a stack of codenames? And she's like, oh, because in the other room are a bunch of CGE employees, which were all like Peter, Vit. I never saw them, but I was staying in the exact same Airbnb, Airbnb apartment as all the crew from CGE. So. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was super weird. So Aww. speaking speaking of cons, what's everyone's con schedule this year? <laughs> All of the above. I am gone at least two weekends of every month now. In every month, literally every month of the year. Now it used to be that I didn't do anything in January and December, and now I'm doing two things in both. If if you <laughs> count, if Daryl continues, I think Tra I think Travis is just making up conventions to attend. Yeah, no, no. I'm doing the Dice Tower cruise. I'm doing a little local, uh, local thing, and then I'm. It, there's just because everyone does cons, and because I live in the Midwest, I can drive anywhere, right? So, uh, and Daryl's thing is in January, and yeah. then Pack South the base, is yeah. in January. So, so there did you, you like Pack South? I heard I heard some mixed reviews on Pack South. Um, it doesn't feel like it. It is what it what it will be. Does that make sense? Yep. yep. It's totally. kind of like showing up to a. Have you ever someone invited you to a party and you showed up at the the earliest time they made? Yeah, you're still so waiting for the party to start. You're like pouring yeah. chips in a bowl and helping them move chairs around. <laughs> <laughs> it's what like that. It's like yeah, you know. Then everyone else shows up and they're having fun. It's like hey, you wouldn't be having fun if you weren't sitting in that chair I moved earlier. It's that type of thing. Like we're the people that are participating it now are kind of pioneering it being cool. It certainly is. Half, I think it's almost half tabletop games. There were there were so many tabletop uh, companies there. And San Antonio's nice. I, I thought it was pretty nice. Yeah, Nate, you were there too, right? What's that? Nate was yeah, there too. Yeah, I was there. I don't think we hung, man. Uh, I was cruising around as much as possible. You would know. You would know. <laughs> you I, know. I, didn't actually, I was sick, so I went. I as soon as the hall closed, I went to I went to my room. Instant, uh, okay. I was being called party pooper the whole weekend because I was on that. I'm either going to get better, or I'm going to end up in the hospital kind of mode. That's you this whole year, yeah. buddy. I don't know what happened, man. I got something at Essen. I, I like I've got like some X Files type thing going on. <laughs> yeah, I ended up in urgent care this year from a con sickness too. So oh, I hear yeah, you, you were, but you uh, I was I was well for oh, Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sen, I was on the phone with you when I was almost. Yep. 
puke, coughing myself into puking. Yeah. yeah. And Jesse, guys, yeah. take care of your bodies. Stephanie, I, I should clarify that when I when when I say cons, I'm including trade shows too, of which there are like all the distributor shows, four, four or five of those a year. So, yeah. 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 So Ryan asked a really good question. Speaking of packs, um, BGG Con or Packs Unplugged? We're going to pay someone to do packs unplugged I, for us because we want to get our foot in the door. Yeah, yeah. I, I think packs unplugged makes a lot of sense for a lot of publishers. I personally have more fun at BGG Con. So if it's like from a selfish standpoint, I'm, I'm going to pick BGG. But from a business standpoint, what I about would, from a I barbecue say, standpoint. Well, the barbecue, I'm not going to Philly for barbecue. I'm going to Philly for philly steaks but yeah. philly steaks steaks <laughs> oh yeah we, we can have like showdown or whatever go to both yeah uh evan what about you if you had the choice of going to bgg con or pax unplug what are you what's uh, band rider doing i mean are you asking me as a publisher or as a gamer or both you uh, you are both so <laughs> answer is both. you are all things evan Derek, uh, a man of a renaissance man as a publisher i would probably go to pax unplugged but as a gamer i go to bgg con uh yep. so, but, so, so but let's talk about that for a second because the publishers should want to be where the gamers are no Correct. not the same well it's about getting think, new customers you think new customer sure, acquisition sure. Think the problem sure. is is that but it's, a lot it's of funny the people... that evan himself is like as a gamer i'd rather go here Correct. as a publisher, I'd rather go here. And that mm-hmm. seems to be consistently but what people is he, say. Is he a, a person that's going to buy another copy of a game that he already owns? Well, or see, I, I are you going to get Evan a customer <laughs> who owns like... No, 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 this is entertaining. I would no. like... Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about what Evan would do. I'm just saying, uh, I got to for, for why he answered that way. Can I get a bracelet that said WWED? What would Evan do? No. So as a gamer, I'm going to be more interested in kind of the family. I'm hanging out with friends. It's very warm and inviting. Uh, but as a publisher, I want foot traffic. I want people coming by with, you know, 200, 300, 400 bucks in their pocket. And they might not necessarily know about our <laughs> games, but they're just, hunt- they're just walking around hunting for stuff to buy. That's what you see at Gen Con. Um, people are just there with their budgets and you're going to get a ton of sales off of people who might not have even heard of you before. Right, BGG Con, you've got everybody there has already done all of their research and has already decided all of the things they're buying or has all the things they want. And maybe they're going to buy one or two games. Totally. They've already, they've already ordered it in from like, yeah. Essen or... I don't think any publisher makes money off BGG con. Like, I, I don't think it's, I mean, like I talked to Zev about this. He's like, uh, he's like, I don't, he, he said that, you know, maybe Bonacore does because he'll sit on some of his stuff that was hot at Essen. Well, and a lot of those are Eggert Spiel things that he's yeah. now bringing over. Yeah, yeah. But so. last, last time we went, we broke even, which we were, we were happy with. So don't get me wrong. And we had a good time. Yeah. But I mean, most of the publishers I know, they, we, they like BGGCon because it's relaxing. So sure. For them it's, for them, it's like a wind down. Plus, you might sell stuff. Well, and it right. makes sense to influence a lot of the tastemakers, right? Like, you got a lot of influential people all in one place. And so if they're going to try games out and, and such, then that's a great place to build some buzz, get people excited. Yeah. My favorite part of it is when someone leaves their um, 
BGG hotness password logged in and I can go by the computer and just vote for my games on their password. Oh, it is that, is that how that happened? Oh, I see. <laughs> Pro tips. Hey, hey finally, Jesse. Finally good advice. Jesse, uh, as a designer and a gamer, where would you rather go, BGG Con or PAX South? Not PAX South, sorry, PAX Unplugged. So, so, I mean, that's kind of not, not fair to ask me because I don't get to go to a lot of cons. So I would go to BGG Con just because it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I mean, I'd actually probably, to be frank with you, if I was sitting in a situation where I get to decide between those two things, I would consult with you and Daryl about what you think would be <laughs> most productive for me uh, to, to go to as a designer. <laughs> Probably BGG Con. Why are you not asking me? Actually, I would maybe argue the opposite. Yeah, I don't know yet. I have to think about that one. It depends on it depends on what you're looking for as a designer. Well, it's it's tough because I just came from New York Toy Fair. It's kind of a different beast, right? Yeah. But the cool thing about it is, like, the publishers have time and like are hungry to listen. I think there's the potential at a pack show where you could actually like have time to pitch versus BGG Con. A lot of the times, oh, I think you have time to pitch. Yeah, at BGG. yeah I, don't, sure. I, don't, I don't. A lot I don't, of pitching happens at yeah. BGG. I don't. I don't find a lot because what happens is everyone's hanging out with their friends, so you Evan, can't. Evans right. are off. Evans is one hundred percent right. It's the <laughs> I, first I, time in his life. <laughs> <laughs> I've been right once before, Travis, and it was about you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> BGG is so we treat we treat BGG like an annual employee meetup. So we now that we work for Indie Boards and Cards, we show up, we, we have all the games that we're making, we know we're making, and some ones that we're considering. We talk to some designers and see if they have anything new that might fit into the schedule. We play test with people that we respect to get their opinions. We get a chance to talk to you know Joel Eddy or Lance or whoever else is there and see if they're interested in co- doing coverage of things. You know, Obviously talking to guys like Tom. Um, so it's good, I mean like, it, Honestly, that con is a financial vortex. Like that hotel is like the food is terrible. So you want to go somewhere. If you don't have a car, you're Ubering or getting in a shuttle and you're going somewhere. And that usually is hard eight and it's expensive and everything in that hotel. If you get a cup of coffee, it's like $6 or something. Um, so I think the hotel food is good. Well, yeah, you live in Arkansas, right? (laughs) (laughs) That that literally doesn't mean anything. Where do you live, Travis? Indianapolis. Exactly. What? Indianapolis is the Paris of Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but when you have the qualifier of of Indiana, you really don't have much room to talk about. Listen here, all you did was take... I think it's called Arkansas because you guys said it's our Kansas, and then like like it was your Kansas, and then something. <laughs> or or the Native Americans named it, and you're making fun of an entire group of people. <laughs> and appropriating that appropriating. Yeah. Yes. Hey Nate, Nate, what about you? Uh, now that you're with Indiegogo, where does what looks better for you, BGG Con or? Packs unplugged. Uh, so in in my new life, which is awesome, I don't have to run a booth, uh, so I don't have to make the hard call. I have to go where decision makers are. So I'm going to wait for everyone else to make their choice, and then I will go where the publishers that I need to meet with are. And the reality is uh, that might mean I go to both. Uh, I'll just do a couple days here and there. So 
a totally different life than I used to have, and I'm really happy I don't have to make the tough call of where to put a booth or trying to run a virtual Don't you miss it a little bit? I miss working in the booth sometimes. Taking I, meetings all day sucks. Nick does not miss the booth. <laughs> booth are like eh, oil and water. Yeah, he does, he does his job while he's there, but... Yeah, I'm a good I, salesman, man. Like, so, so if I have downtime and uh, if we're at a show, like, I'll I'll hop in. Nick does the same thing, and we'll just start snake oil salesmen yeah. and people. As as much as I appreciate the one to one consumer sale, my my problem was when I was at IDW, we were severely understaffed, and so every hour I was at that booth was an hour that a game wasn't getting produced. And if it's like me selling one copy, is that's cool. But if it's me green my current run that's way cooler to me so i felt like this level of stress working booths that was just not in line with my overall job description now they yeah. have a marketing manager and a product manager they did not have that before so this year idw will be fine in the in years prior it was just understaffed so and nate got ulcers um odd, yeah, what, about, yeah. what about you odd let's say you had you know travel budget for only one thing to come over from taiwan to yeah. go to a convention and your choice for the weekend was PAX Unplugged or BGG Con. So it's Florida versus Texas, is that right? No, Unplugged is going to be in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd go to BGG Con. Florida. Of Texas? No, no, Florida. It's in Florida, right? You think the one place you you don't get to choose. No, yeah, you don't get to choose that. Um that's yeah, dice tower. I don't know anything about packs. I, I pretty much have the same answer as Jesse. I, I don't go to many cons. I, I don't get to. I wish. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd go to BGG just because I'm familiar with BGG. I'm on there every day. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think that uh, I, I'm actually pretty interested in packs from a, just a marketing perspective that, you know, if you go to BGG Con, just like, uh, several people here were saying that you're you're basically preaching to the choir. People who already have games know the games, know your label anyway. You're also you supporting to... the choir. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> well, ideally, ideally, it would be both. And obviously, this year, yeah. they booked at the same time. They, I, I that was I, on purpose, though. Pax well, unplugged knew that. Uh, I did talk to Eric and Chad about this, and they did say that they promised a that they won't do next year at the same time, and b that that was the availability of the Philadelphia Convention Center. I'm not saying they're totally innocent, but I am saying yeah. like there's limits. Just like I think of Unpub. Yeah, the pubs moved moved their date around a few times, and it kind of sucked that it's been. I mean, have you guys time. been to a PAX event? I don't think that BGG is like PAX is more trying to be in line with you know Origins type, right? Gen Con, Essen type thing, yeah. and BGG is really insular. I mean, I know it's easy for anyone for sure. who's an avid BGG user to feel like that BGG is this sort of. Well, it's, ins it's insular because it's not limited. Gen Con's unlimited. As many people that want to go to Gen Con can go to Gen Con. Sure, but I, I think it's insular also in that I go to a lot of shows, and I, I mean, I, I'm serious. I would say if I talk to 100 people, 80 of them don't know what BGG is. Like, right. they don't know who Tom Vassell is. It, it's really easy to forget. Like, the vast majority of people don't have the hyper sense of awareness that people like us have uh into that particular do you, world so do you think that'll change though when they change locations 
Because I think that's part of it. Is that um, the limitation of it? Sure, but I mean, I, I it'll think still be that, limited, but they'll be able to. It'll be more. Yeah, they'll I mean, I'm sure there's probably five thousand people that would would want to go to that if they could. Um, maybe more. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot more people using the website because the hobby is really growing and the awareness is growing. But that's still. I love that Travis is just like walking around his house. Oh, so uh, yeah, Blair Witch. Blair Witch. <laughs> he likes to West Wing it. He, he's, uh, he's always doing the West Wing. He needs the walk and talk. Yeah. So, the thing about PAX Unplugged is I like PAX, but I actually don't like PAX just for board games. I like PAX because I'm also a video game player. So, I like PAX because it's yeah. like kind of an all in, more of an all in one thing for me because. Um, Gen Con certainly isn't about video games. Origin isn't about video games. BGG obviously isn't about video games. So I like PAX for that, but it's actually not the vibe that I want just for board games. For yeah, me, I mean, PAX is like you talk to people at PAX that are like, I've only ever played Monopoly. You know, they're wanting to kind of yeah. do something else. And they it was great for games like Sentinels of the Multiverse. It was sure. great for yeah, yeah. like that type of game. I mean, Nate, wouldn't you agree like a big a big impetus to do shows like PAX is to try to get that out of market? Yeah, that's marketing, man. That's what it's it should be. All yeah, exactly. I would totally, yeah. If I was if I was going PAX, I would I would leave my sixty dollar games back in the office and come with yeah. light, right, super themey, right, reasonably priced stuff. Right. And oh, like, have IDW. a sign that says you can you can put this on your Twitch stream. Yeah. IDW's whole plan is like we got the Atari line. Like that's that's the game. Like that's what they want to push hard. You just do a Nate and announce a thing. No, it's it was at the PSI booth. It it we seen pictures. All right, cool. The (laughs) the centipede box was there. As a publisher, I'd want to go this first year to get in on like the ground floor to maybe have perks next year. As a game, as a gamer though, I don't want to go to a con's first time being a con, even though PAX is well established. I want them to work out. Yeah. Yeah, I want them to work out the kinks first. For and sure. and I might go if especially if they don't ha- do it the same weekend as BGG, yeah. then I I'm might go sometime. Go it's kinky. <laughs> Great, Travis, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so, and that's our show. Yeah, we <laughs> what do you expect to follow up that? That's I the don't know. I don't know. Some, some rolling of weed. Um, I, haven't been, I haven't been to Philadelphia since like the nineties. So, when Fresh Prince was was hot. The last time I was there, there was just a Volkswagen bug flipped over in the middle of the street, and like they people were just walking around it, like it was just like a natural, like it was a tree or something. I think that's I think that's what they call an objet d'art. I was I was in Philadelphia for nine eleven. I remember I was I was right in Philadelphia when it happened, and they evacuated. Just just doing a great dark twisty turn to the end of this show. I was in Philadelphia. My dad died. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's the last time I was there, I think. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was a hell of a morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> right in tower, dad just plopped over. It was. Uh, it was pretty dark. Pretty dark. Anyway. Uh, so, so Nate and and Daryl, what time and day do you guys plan on having your show? And is it going to be audio only? You're saying? Yeah, we're we're thinking. I mean, we're still figuring out the details, but it's probably going to be if people want to listen live. If we do that, um, it'll be the Wednesday at the same time. So noon. It'll be like 
lunchtime on the west coast three o'clock start oh, okay. uh, on the east coast just wednesdays so it'll be the day before maple syrup okay. what's your show what are you doing for your show just tell uh, stories about my dead dad in philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> it's very uplifting i'm starting a show as well soon it's a whole bunch of content uh, yeah. yeah, it's a lighter structure, bouncing around a lot of topics, uh, covering current games, current mechanics, trends, pitching uh, games, back and forth on both our thoughts. If you want yeah. anyone to come complain, I'll be down, man. I'm What's sure we at? can. I'm sure we can have you on. Don't don't let Travis yeah. on your show. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah we'll he's, just be he's like, right in on that. Chill, right in. Yeah, he'll just be the angry rant at the end. We'll just yeah. throw him in. Oh, perfect! Angry rant. I like it. Yeah, he's good. Be, at the, the, rant, man. the Lewis, the Lewis Black of our of our show. It'll be like a yeah, like an R-rated Ch- Chaz Marler. Yes, like just like let loose, <laughs> yeah. drop bombs. Oh hey, Travis. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of uh, angry rants, you have to play. Have you played Ryan's game yet? The first responders one. He told me I really want you to play my game, and I and I just said, please don't do this to me. And, <laughs> and he's like, why? And I'm like. Ryan, you you are the most frustratingly stubborn human being I've ever met. Any, I mean, like if I if I drank something, I'm saying something. Huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> you know me. You know me. No, exactly. He, he, you know Daryl. If we went outside and it was, you know, there were frozen corpses laying all over the ground because it was so cold, Ryan would be like, "I'm gonna go home and get shorts. It's not that cold outside." Like. <laughs> He's that kind of, like he just loves what's, to disagree. What's wrong with shorts? He's a contrarian. He's a contrarian. That's what Ryan is. So he's gonna he's gonna I'm gonna give and you know me I'm gonna rip your game apart. Like I'm gonna like I'm gonna tell you what what it is and anymore. If your game is just good, I'm gonna that's not enough to me. Like just making a good game is you have to have a great game. Don't don't even bother making a good game anymore. Make a great game and that's it. Because there's too many games and there's too many good games and it's. Good is now average or worse. So I don't know. It might be the best thing I've ever seen. But if it was the best game I'd ever seen, I still wouldn't publish it because I working with him would be the death. <laughs> so if you see it as the best game you've ever seen, let me know. <laughs> sure. Ask him to send you one. I'm sure he'll he'd probably get on a bicycle and start driving now. <laughs> I love Ryan. Don't get me wrong. He just frustrates me. That's awesome. Oh, you guys are hilarious. Uh, all right. So it is. Wow. It's later than I thought it was. Um, are we ready to sign off there, Daryl? Yep. We can do that. Cool. So uh, why don't you ask some questions from our remaining guests? Ask some questions. Like force them to tell tell us things. Nate, what is your social security number? I was just going to ask that. Uh, wow. yeah, so it's, uh, okay, so we know uh, who the two identity theft people are. Duly noted. Yeah. All zero, right, well, let's go. Zero, 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 two. All right, I'm gonna, I, I'll, I'll, ask, uh, I'll ask a few questions. Jesse, start with you. Uh, what, what kind of stuff are you working on lately? Wow. You just that was exciting. Yeah, you got Oscared out. <laughs> I know how important I am. Yeah, seriously. Sen, Sen's played the music on you. That's what I get for working with that guy. Um, Me? No, Sen. He's the guy who's playing the music. 
So, so yeah. Any, um, anything we can look forward to, or are you doing some dev work, or a little bit of everything? A little bit of everything, as usual, trying to finish up some stuff for Travis, both his own stuff and my own stuff. Um, and Sen and I have got a whole bunch of things in the cooker um, that we're working on. So, some miniatures y games in particular that I'm excited for. So, Absolutely. I am looking forward to playing that game soon. I'm I'm going to come visit you guys in the next week or two and come yeah. play. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Odd, odd. Any any interesting stuff you're up to, real quick? The games we're working on. That's interesting. That's right. That's yeah. interesting stuff. So yeah, we stay have, tuned for that. Yeah, we have like three games we're working on that are I'm very excited about. Absolutely, Nate. What about yourself? Any interesting Indiegogo news? Um, nothing I can share publicly. We've got some huge uh, things in the works. Guys? It's all all very exciting. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Nothing I can talk about, unfortunately. But uh, check it out. Mute your backers when they're toxic and uh, love your life. There you go. There you go. Oh, check out uh, Skedrus's alternate alternate facts game because that's what alternate facts. That's right. Check that out. Uh, Ste- yeah, Steph, check that out. anything what? anything new with you? Uh that's pending. Pending. Can't say. Whoa, that's exciting. All right. Well, stay tuned for more interesting stuff there. <laughs> uh, and Travis, shill shill away. Ugh. You might want to check out our newest game, Dinosaur Island, on Kickstarter today. Dude, it is crushing. I think it just passed 100. Yeah, it looks, it looks – uh, it's, uh, it's doing really well. It's beautiful. It's a fun game. I've played that. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got two Kickstarters in March. Uh, one for, from a new designer. Oh, no, wait. No, we got one from Marcus Ross. I mean, those could be just crowdfund campaigns. What's that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we don't have to say Kickstarter all the time. Yeah, it could be you anything. You don't know. We are you launching on our preferred preferred crowdfunding <laughs> platform <laughs> of Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, have two games. I think the thing we're the most excited about is our big game, Path of Light and Shadow. Um, yeah, I've heard but, of that. I've heard of that. So next month is the Aeon's End Wave Two stuff, and we've got some pretty big, exciting stuff going on. You know, with which Sin introduced us, Sin and Daryl introduced us to uh, Kevin Riley. So, and Aeon's End is, you know, sold out. It's, it's been getting really great reviews. So we're, we've been working extremely hard on this Wave 2 stuff. So we're excited about that. And we're also launching, uh, do you guys know Marcus Ross at all? Yes. I was, I was with him and he asked my advice about his B game and if he should show it to you. <coughs> We, uh, I said, we, hell no. no I'm just kidding. I said we yes. signed bees. Yeah. So bees is launching on March 7th. Um, but we're right now we're putting all of our work in the path of light and shadow. It's like a, it's more of like what you'd expect from cool mini and odd or something like that. Yeah, It's a, it's a great big scope game. It's really, really, really big. So if you're at IndieCon this weekend, we'll have the, we'll have a very horrible looking prototype with us that you can. Yeah. And then when you buy it, you'll get a gorgeous version, uh, from best Sobel. Cause Everybody, everybody loves the Beth. This has got like almost a hundred pieces of original artwork from Beth. It's crazy. It's it's a lot. We love you, Beth, wherever you are right now. Um, so yes, on that note, uh, please support these people. They do great things. Uh, if you're watching, we just want to say a big thank you for your support over this hundred episodes. We couldn't have done it without you, honestly. Uh, we just really appreciate the uh, support we've received. And, uh, and the amazing guests that have been on the show and shared stories and shared advice. We're really uh, very thankful. So until then, just keep making great games, and we look forward to playing your games soon. Bye.